You're listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is episode 82. Welcome to episode 82. 82. We have another guest this week. We're like ranking up the... Ranking or racking? Racking? Racking. <laughs> Fracking? <laughs> Moving up the ranks, racking up the guests. <laughs> all the guests, all the guests. So we have Stephanie Ring on the podcast this week. And Stephanie was introduced to us by Mom Sandy. Yay. Oh, I love Sandy. Yeah. Oh, Sandy. Do you know that we call her Mom Sandy, Stephanie? I didn't know yeah. that you guys called it Mom Sandy. Yeah. She, but that, that makes sense. That yeah, makes we call sense. her we call yeah. her Mom Sandy because she... She's like our podcast mom in the way that like sororities have house moms. Yeah. Oh my God, not, that makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. And so uh, Mom Sandy has been recommending Stephanie to us for a while now. And so finally, we got Stephanie on the podcast. So Stephanie is, do you, do you call it the owner of Endure Yoga? The, yes. Okay. Yes. So the creator, owner. The creator, uh, owner yeah. of yeah. Endure Yoga. And okay. so Stephanie, I want you to give us a little snapshot of who you are and what you do. So the listeners kind of have a, a good foundation of, of, yeah. your, of your business. Cool. Um, so my main, Endure Yoga is essentially... Um, yoga for improved athletic performance. And, you know, my, my goal for the yoga practice is to give athletes yoga that's purposeful and helpful for them as athletes, wherever they are in their training, whatever it is they're doing, whatever sport, whether it's like, you know, just, you know, getting into the gym or you're training for triathlons or functional fitness, whatever it is. Um, and, you know, helping these athletes improve their performance through yoga, you know, mobility, strength, balance, uh, focus, body awareness, breathing, everything. Um, and in a way that's, um, it, it less, I don't want to say spiritual because I know that sounds weird and, and like, I'm, you know, um, hating on the right. really kind of spiritual yogis, but it's just athletes just tend to go towards a different style and that's what I'm offering is something that, um, you know, when we, when I talk in class about things like life, it's like, let's talk about how breathing can support your VO2 max and how we can help you with your Olympic lifting through, you know, working with the breath, you know, so things that are really going to help them with, um, their fitness and their lifestyle. Yeah. And you have a running um, and like Ironman background, right? Yeah. So I, well, I started as a ballet dancer for like 16 years. So my mom always jokes that, you know, I went from a ballet dancer to, you know, a triathlete for three years doing everything from, you know, sprints to half Ironmans and then rock climbing. And then now I'm lifting heavyweights. And my mom's just like, I don't understand how this happens. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're this sweet little ballerina. <laughs> uh, and then now you're like throwing, you know, hundred pounds over your head. Like what happened? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I tend to do a lot of stuff um, just cause it's, it's really fun. It's fun to be active and try new things. Yeah. Uh, move your so, body. Yeah. So can I interrupt you and ask how you, how you found your way to CrossFit? So I, so I go to this gym in Corte Madera, um, that has a gym it's a, it's called the cave and it's got, um, CrossFit Marin within, which is where I'm hosted and where I do all my classes. CrossFit Marin is one side of it. And then it's got a full gymnastics program. And I actually started taking adult gymnastics at the cave. And, the, and that's where Mom Sandy goes, right? Cross exactly. Yes, okay. Yes. And um, the, a lot of the coaches that teach gymnastics also um, are, are at CrossFit Marin on that side. And I was like, oh, I want to get stronger. Like, I'm really wanting to do handstands for yoga. And the coach, Coach Russ, was like, you need to go to the other side. 
should I just try a class? And I was freaked out. So I was like, I don't want to lift any heavy weights. I was that girl that was like, I don't want to get bulky. Yeah. I was that girl. And, um, and it over and over and over, it was like, okay, just go to that side, go to that side. And, um, come over to the dark side, yeah, come over to the dark side. <laughs> and eventually I was like, okay, let me just try a class. And so I went over there and I was like, this is interesting. I'm really, so- I can't move the next day. I'm really sore. <laughs> so and it started off as like once or twice a week and then two or three times a week and then three or four. And eventually I was hooked. I was like, okay, this is great. And then, and then that was it. And last July I hired one of the coaches there to, we call it beast mode and <laughs> he gives me extra programming. So I do the regular class and then I have some extra programming based on the goals that um, we've kind of set uh, for myself in terms of strength and, you know, things like, you know, eventually going towards a muscle up and stuff like that. Um, so, so it just developed slowly. And, and I think the open was really my first, that was what really kind of sold me. Cause I, I did that. And then it was like, Oh, wow, this was fun. The, the, the community. Well, I mean, I love yoga, but the community is different within a yoga class. It's, it's very, um, individualized in a yoga class. You don't interact with people the right. same way. It's kind of like being in church or something. Like you, yeah. like, you can kind of like acknowledge other people are there, but like yeah. you don't really yeah. talk or interact. Yeah. Or- yeah. And because you can't talk or interact, like you look over at the girl next to you and you say, Oh wow, she's putting her leg behind her head. Am I supposed to be able to do that? Like yeah. you start, I don't know. I, I don't have that body type. And so I started yoga was always kind of you know, I had a tendency to be a little uh, jealous sometimes. But oh my god, that's amazing! And I can't backbend that way. Yeah, right. But in and these classes, their whole yeah, story. right. And then, but but you know, the open and at CrossFit Marin and all of these classes that I was going to, it was like, we don't care if you're snatching the barbell itself. Like, good for you. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, don't worry about putting any weight on it because you just did something awesome. And it was like great. I'm standing next to somebody that's snatching 150 pounds and she's cheering me on for being able to get this barbell over my head. Mm-hmm. So it was really, it was a totally different vibe and I really, really appreciated it. And so that was just, you know, I found love and then that was it. I love that. <laughs> and I think we, you know, we know this and we talk about this all the time on the pod- podcast, but there's a lot of people that listen to us that haven't tried CrossFit yet. I don't think we really realize how because we're in that world, how different it is to be in CrossFit with that community and experience that we get so used to it. I think sometimes we take it for granted. Mm -hmm. And anytime I take classes elsewhere, where it's just kind of like a, just a regular group fitness class and people aren't talking, I'm so, I feel really out of place now where I just want to go up to people and start chatting with them and give them high fives and get all excited. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, I'm so used to that now that it's almost like really odd. I even went to another CrossFit gym once. It was actually CrossFit Invictus, which is like oh, you know, supposed yeah. to be. And nobody oh, like cheered each other on. I remember on. you and talked. I, I remember like, this. I, Brandon yeah. and I were like the only ones. It was like a team wad and, and it was rowing and deadlifts and all that stuff. Ooh. And we were like the only ones cheering for anyone. And I was like, really? I felt so awkward. Yeah. Like, why don't you cheer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. I, I don't, you know, it's part of what makes this so amazing is that this, this community, right. Of everybody is just. Yeah supporting each other and it doesn't matter if you're, you know, deadlifting 50 pounds or 350 pounds, 
it's like wherever you are in your fitness, we're, we're excited and we're supporting you. Um, and sometimes you don't get that with other, uh, types of fitness or other classes. Um, you know, like, especially yoga, you just don't really get that. Oh, it's, it's like, I don't have anybody coming up to me after a yoga class being like, Hey, your scorpion handstand was really great today. Like, (laughs) good for you. Like that just doesn't happen. Um, so it's, I, I like, I like the support. A lot more. So yeah. would you say that you're still using CrossFit to support your yoga habit or now you're more using yoga to support your CrossFit habit? The, yeah, yeah. Yoga is, <laughs> yoga is secondary. So I, I maybe, I maybe go to a yoga class. Um, like I, I teach a bunch of different classes and I used to do power vinyasa flow and that was kind of what I used for a workout. Mm-hmm. I maybe go to one of those classes once a month. I'm just way too tired. You know, an hour to two hours a day of working out five to six days a week. I really don't want to go to a power vinyasa flow class. I don't have the energy. So I do yoga on my own maybe twice, three times a week. Uh, an hour or so of stretching the the poses that um, I think are really focused on what the movements I'm doing, like the movements I'm doing and how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And that's all. that's all I need. Yeah. Um, the breathing and all of that stuff, but yeah. I, 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 the yoga is supporting and it, it's, what's funny is when I was in, when I did triathlons before I became a yoga instructor, that's, that's how it was. I didn't do yoga six days a week. It was, I was training six days a week and I went to yoga two or three times a week, if that, to support the triathlon training. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then when I, I transitioned out of the triathlons and then I did yoga, I focused directly on yoga. I was going six days a week. It was fantastic. I was also vegetarian at the time. Um, my body type was different. I just didn't feel as strong and just things were different. And then eventually I was like, I'm not as strong as I want to be. Like, I, well, I want to be strong. Mm-hmm. And then when I started lifting weights and, you know, different types of movement, uh, it made my yoga practice better. And then I realized that my body type supports that much better. And then I started eating meat again and everything changed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so great. Yeah, I know. I, I often talk about the time when I, cause I was vegan for a long time and then I transitioned to eating meat again yeah. and dairy products. And I like sat in my car when I went and got like I was always craving the deviled eggs at Whole Foods, oh, like yep. the packs of them. Like they <laughs> uh-huh. would just sell them in packs, like yeah. 10 yeah. of them. Right. And I once grabbed a, an entire like box of them and sat in my car and just shoved them in my mouth. I was like, <laughs> yes. there's, there's oh, something man. wrong here. I'm like <laughs> yeah. feeling like a closet, like, I don't know, addict. That's, yep. Um, yep. That's what happens. That's yeah. So, so let's back up really quick too. And I want to talk a little bit about your background with, in training. So you have your yoga certification or yoga teacher certification is that what it's called um Uh, yeah yeah yoga teacher yeah and then um you're crossfit level one Uh uh-huh and then you're also crossfit mobility trained yes okay yeah so i did that recently which was really interesting that that is cool Uh, yeah um so talk a little bit about the you know what kind of what sparked you to say i really need to combine these two worlds based on what you were seeing yeah so you know i would i would be in classes and after I did, I did the level one pretty early on in my, uh, my journey through everything, through all of this and trying to figure out kind of how I can bring uh, yoga to this community. And I, I did the level one because I really wanted to know more for myself, um, mm-hmm. a, about everything. And just the, 
the philosophy and nutrition and the form, everything. And I got done with it. And then I was, I go back into classes and I'm, I'm looking around and I'm seeing the, what they, you know, they describe them as faults, right? Like say, you know, a shoulder press, like, oh, the shoulder is not as open as it needs to be for you to get in the position that you want to be in Mm -hmm. for that to be a stable, um, good press. And so, so that was starting to kind of percolate in my mind of, oh, this is interesting. And then I was starting to work out more and having to do my hardcore yoga less, but I was still realizing I needed yoga. And so I would, I would figure out like, okay, I'm just going to stretch for an hour. And I stretch after working out, I stretch for an hour. It's like, oh, that feels fantastic. It's like, well, maybe other people, there's really no stretching protocol after a lot of these classes. This is interesting. So I, and that became, that started percolating too. And then I approached, um, Roger Harrell, the owner of the cave and Crossman Marin, and I said, you know, I, I really want to bring yoga to your athletes. And, you know, what if we just did two yoga classes after the 9 a.m. class, which is like the packed class of the day, mm-hmm. and we just see how it goes. And people, oh, man, people love it. They come in after a hardcore workout, like deadlifts and box jumps, and I'm like, okay, we're going to stretch for an hour based on those movements. And it just became this thing that people love to do now. Uh, and it was really, it was really more because I needed it as I was going through all the, this, this hardcore working out. And I was like, okay, other people are going to need this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I consider myself flexible being a dancer, I, mobility in general for me, I'm never going to really lose it unless I just become sedentary. Right. But, and a big injury right, or something. Right. Yeah. But mo- general mobility, I'm, I'm on the flexible side. Well, and you but most people, most have, people aren't. You probably you also know. have super great body awareness. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's the other thing. It's like body awareness helps with all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the flexibility part of it, you can increase your flexibility. But what I've noticed with a lot of these workouts is that eventually if you, if you, work out and do CrossFit suit like, like we do mm-hmm. and then don't stretch. Oh man, you're going to become way more inflexible so quickly. Yeah. My, that happened. Yeah. My, my husband used to do a lot of yoga and he, since starting CrossFit, he's always like, Oh, I'm so inflexible. Like I used to be yeah. so much more flexible than this. And it's like, well, yeah, that, that, yeah. that's what I've noticed is that, mm-hmm. it, and, and it, that's for me, that's what I was noticing. I was like, I could do the splits. No problem. After about a month, I was like, I can't easily get into the splits. I got to make sure that I'm at least keeping up on maintaining flexibility. Not yeah. for me, not trying to go to the hypermobile, hyperflexible side of things, but I got to, I got to keep up with it yeah. or else I'm going to lose it and it's going to feel really bad. Um, Claire was shaking her head when yeah. you said you were doing the splits. <laughs> I've, I've gotten more flexible since starting CrossFit because I like was really not active before I started CrossFit and was really have always been very inflexible. So like when I first started CrossFit for the first like year, I couldn't touch my toes. Oh, and I yeah. like, that's, I only recently have gotten to the point where I can touch my toes without having to, without like being warmed up and like, right. Right. Yeah. Which is also le- uh, contributes to my general aversion to yoga, which, you know, I have, <laughs> I have to admit I'm not, 
not a huge yogi, but um, an or a yogi period. I've I've had like periods in my life where I've been like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna try yoga, right? And then I do it for like a month, and I'm like, yeah, no, I still like it. Well, you know, it, but what? But okay, let me ask you, what yeah. is it about? What is it about yoga that you're not super sold on, or like you walk out of class and you're like, ah, uh, I didn't really get what I needed. Right. So we've talked about this a little bit, but on the podcast before, but like, for, so first of all. The thing that's hard about it for me is that because I'm so inflexible, it's not like I can't ever get into the flow. Right. Oh, so got it. It's not like relaxing or meditative or like mm-hmm. restorative for me because everyone else is like, breathe into the pose. And I'm like, I can't put my <laughs> hand there. Like, right. This is just right. Not. And then the other thing that I don't like, and I, you know, I know that there are definitely, you know, there obviously is to avoid this, is the like fitness yoga class where they get core power or something where oh, you go right. and like halfway through the workout, they're like, all right, now we're going to do our like 10 minutes of bicycle crunches. And it's like, you know, if I want to do 10 minutes of bicycle crunches, I'm going to go to CrossFit. Like right. I would rather. Oh, right. Right. So, but I think for the most part, it's just feeling like I'm not flexible enough to get out of the poses, what I feel like you're supposed to get out of them. And therefore it's kind of like, yeah. well, all I did for the last hour was like not match my breathing and feel right. really sweaty and awkward. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I hear you. And that's, uh, and that is why a lot of guys don't like yoga too. Yeah. Cause it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good as it, like it should, mm-hmm. right. If you went for a year and just did yoga, well maybe you then start to feel like right the, the, the feeling you get when you flow and you breathe and everything's kind of clicking. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't need yoga to be your workout, so right, exactly. You know? Yeah, and Claire yeah. doesn't like Claire doesn't like the workout yogas. Claire likes no, yeah. the rela- where yeah. I like to go to like yoga the, sculpt. Well, I don't do yoga sculpt, but I like the what's it called? Just the power yoga classes where yeah. you're just oh kind right, of flowing fast yeah. and sweating yeah. and getting your heart rate up. I do like those classes. Yeah, um, but I am a little more flexible, and I do. I, I can see where Claire's like, I just want to go and relax and like stretch. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 Like, like an hour of stretching sounds great. Yeah. But if you yeah, call but, it yoga. <laughs> right. Well, see, this is what, I mean, and you, you've like, this is what wad recovery yoga is, is essentially an hour of stretching that is not, I'm not, my goal is not to get your leg behind your head. Yeah. My goal is to help you recover. So if that's the, the goal, well, then you're never inflexible because you're just, you are where you are mm-hmm. and you just make it feel good. Right. To the point where you're like, okay, I'm stretching this, this one particular muscle. That's good. Yeah. I like that. I think you know, get on board with that. It's like, yeah. and yeah. I also think like the thing that is hard for me sometimes with yoga is like, you're going through these pose, like, you know, flows or whatever we want to call, what do they call progressions? Yeah. And sometimes you get to one and you're holding it forever. And it's like, this particular pose is really not what my body needs right now. And yet right. you're I, yet, I hear I am holding it for two minutes. Right, right. And it's like, okay, yeah. like, I get it. But, like, how much chair pose does one person really need uh, to do right. in an hour? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, sure. that's, that's the yogi, that's the yogi's um, answer to the squat, right? Yeah, like, but the don't go below parallel kind yeah. of thing. I mean, we th- people can, but, yeah, you know, strengthen your legs. Right, and I keep hear your you. together. And, yeah, yeah, I hear you. But, no, no, lift something heavy and strengthen your legs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So on that same note, can you talk about the yoga and mobility crossover? And yeah. Stephanie, you and I had talked a little bit on the phone a few months ago about this of just CrossFit requires so much of your body. And yeah. I feel like that everyone that does CrossFit works very, very hard. And then the weaknesses pop up, I think, a little bit quicker. 
right. oh, um, definitely. because yeah. we're putting so much on our so many demands on our body where you know I feel like that's something where I started having some weird feelings on my shoulder and I'm like oh my gosh it's CrossFit CrossFit's is you know you want to go to what everyone else has said in the past or all the haters right. <laughs> that are like <laughs> right. CrossFit is dangerous right. and um that certainly crept in my mind but as I was thinking well no it's not that CrossFit is dangerous and therefore that you know I hurt my shoulder therefore I should stop CrossFit because it's just dangerous. It's it's that I'm putting so much on my body and so many demands on my body that it's requiring me to be very in tune with what it needs to recover. And right. so that's you, right. what you and I talked about. So can you talk a little bit about that with the mobility and yoga crossover? Yeah. And I, so I think, I think two things that come up with what, what you were talking about. First, it will expose kind of um, improper form, even if it's a slight... Like when you're starting to lift heavy things, when it's, even if it's a slight, you know, external rotation or closed joint or something, it'll start to expose that pretty quickly. And if you don't kind of take care of that, then injuries start happening. But then on the flip side, with all the demands that we put on our body, with all the movements we do, if you don't recover, then you can start to have, have injuries, things come up, you know, muscles get tight. Um, and then, you know, you're picking something up off the floor at your house when you're cleaning and, oh no, that hurts. Right. Um, and so the yoga, the yoga practice, the way that I've kind of come to appreciate it when we're doing all of these movements and our bodies are going through all the stuff and we're tired and we're sore, there's a lot of yoga poses that we can do quickly and easily that can help you move through all um, all that soreness and all that tightness to get you back to normal. Yeah. So that you know, it'll help you prevent. It'll help prevent those um, those inflexibility issues. It'll help prevent you from becoming less mobile as you're doing this stuff. And then on the flip side, because these yoga poses, they're not all intricate, but do require a little bit of awareness of your of your body and where it is in space. That'll translate to better form. Because when a coach says to you, you know, brace the spine, you know, you know, open up your shoulders, you'll understand what that means, and you'll be able to do that properly, mm-hmm. so that your lifts are better. So that you know your deadlifts, you know, you're not rounding your spine. Or, or with that, like there's a, there's a guy at CrossFit Marin, he has such tight hamstrings. He can't get into the proper, um, position to even deadlift that he has to, they has to have it up on plates mm-hmm. so that he can get his back straight and, and grab the bar. And so there's a, an example of where his, um, mobility is and tightness in the hamstring is preventing good form. Right. So we need to kind of like work on that so that he can get there. Um, so he won't injure himself <laughs> deadlifting. Yeah. So yeah. in that sense, it's just sort of like another really big tool in like the, how yeah. do you get somebody from beginner to, you know, point A to point B in their cross. Right. But I think yeah. that you're totally right that it's like definitely not something that, you know, I, I don't think I've ever done a wad where we like stop, even like had a cool down after, let alone stretching, maybe like, right. We have like a suggestion after. Yeah, it's like, right, like right, yeah, right. And I'm hanging yeah. out, roll out your and, hamstrings, but like, yeah. And mostly because I think that there, um, there's so much to, so much information in the world about yeah. fitness and all this stuff that, that 
it's kind of a lot for one person to know everything. That's why there's these specialists, right? right. And so a lot of coaches, they, they don't, you know, they know what feels good to stretch, but they don't know how to explain a stretch to somebody. Yeah. Like, like a yoga instructor would. Cause while there are so many other things about yoga that are really important, a lot of it that we see in, in the West, Western culture, is physical. It's all about the movement and the stretching and the flow and the breath. Mm-hmm. So we're essentially yoga instructors are stretching experts. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and so you know, I look at somebody who's doing pull-ups or kipping pull-ups or butterfly. I'm like, oh, let's get their lats. Make sure their biceps are stretched out because if they're not doing them correctly, they're probably using their biceps a lot. Um, you know, things like that. And I have a bunch of stretches for that. I have a bunch of poses that are going to target those areas Mm -hmm. specifically. And here you go. Here's your wad. And here are seven yoga stretches that you're going to do after your wad. And there you go. Takes the guesswork out of figuring out how to stretch. I like the idea too of having like a dedicated hour because like I'm just thinking from a coaching perspective, you know, at the end of a workout or the end of a class, I on a really good day will have like five to seven minutes left over. Right. Right. And it's like, I can tell people like, all right, so, you know, this was really shoulder intensive. So maybe grab a band. We have a couple minutes, like grab a foam roller, roll out your lats. And everyone kind of looks at me like, well, at first seven minutes early, I'm going to go home. You know, like I'm going to right, right. go what I could ever spend these extra five minutes getting ready this morning or whatever it is. Yeah. And so it's hard to, like, even if you do, I don't know, even if you were to, to know even what to say, which I definitely don't. Yeah. But even if you were, it's like those, you know, what do you, like, 90% of the time people are so cashed out already anyway right. that they're not about to be like, oh, yeah, great idea. I'm going to sit and couch stretch for the next 10 minutes. Right, right. Do that. Yeah. Right, right. Well, so this is part of, like, after we had done these classes at CrossFit Marin, uh, what came out of that was, so I, you know, I've created a book of 70 yoga poses that are poses that athletes can can get into. It's not these crazy like lotus and leg behind your head. It's it's stretches that are accessible mm-hmm. and purposeful to athletes and and the workouts. And you know, they the way that CrossFit does it is they they have an Excel sheet the week before of like the workouts for the the next week and right. I go in based on the the book that we have and I give the seven yoga stretches to do based on the workout. So the coach just is like, Hey everybody. Okay. We're done with class. Go do your yoga stretches. Here's the book. Do numbers 15, 27, 38, 41, and then you're done. And then they, and then they stretch. And, and it's been that this classes aside, that has been more, um, kind of a, a light bulb moment for these athletes than anything, because now they're actually stretching. Yeah. They're now they're like, Instead of, oh, I'm going to go home and stretch, mm-hmm. it's, oh, no, I'm going to stretch right now. Yeah, right after you class, know? too. Yeah. And they're nice yeah. and warm. And, and also, yeah, that's the other like, thing. Yeah, I really like, too, the, that they're making it a part of the class. And this is yes. just a part, a piece yeah. of the class. So it's, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, so because, you got, I mean, you have your warm up, you've got your workouts, and then you've got your recovery. And then, and then you've got, th- that's the hour, and then, then you're done. Yeah. And see, I feel like then, um, Claire, you would be into yoga because it's, it's the stretching, yeah. right? You know, yeah, yeah. I still, yeah, I, I, I still hear the hesitation. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. So here's yeah. the thing: I totally agree, and I, I mean, yeah. I love mobility. I love stretching out. I love using bands. I love, you know, like that kind of accessory work. And part of me is like, 
where is the line between recovery and stretching and like quote unquote yoga? Right. Well, I mean, it's, this is a very like, this is a few steps removed from a, a yo like yoga. Right. But, you know, so we call, I call it wad recovery yoga more for the, the branding of it. <laughs> it's really stretching, right? If we're going to talk about it, it's really stretching, but it's you, I mean, they're legit yoga poses. Like all the yeah, you know, I guess pages that's have, the, you know, right. the names and, and people come up to me and go, what is Ekapada, you know, Raja right. Kapatasana? And I'm like, you mean pigeon? <laughs> right. just, just get into pigeon, right? It, it's in there. Just pigeon. Yeah. Well, um, and I think that's that, you know, as opposed to just like figure four stretch or something, like if you have the actual right. poses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I was, the last time I did a yoga class, the focus of the class was to get into firefly. Oh yeah. Titi Basana. It's just like the one it's, it's kind of yeah. like curl and your legs are straight. Uh-huh. And like, oh, like this, geez, but you're like, yeah, they're like over your shoulders. No, they're over your shoulders. So you're like sitting, you're like supporting yourself oh, with your dear. hands with your feet. I, can't, I just kicked the thing. Yeah. I can't even extend my legs like that, let alone yeah. while they're like, um, they're like, yeah. I'm like trying to do it. I'm on skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on a good day, I can do it. Uh, after a workout, there's no way. Like that, that's a that's a an advanced yoga posture. Well, you I know, that's, that's the thing. I was like in there, and I was like, this is so. But like, I think if someone was like, okay, you know, you're like, we just did deadlifts, so here's like five poses that can help you with your posterior yeah. chain. Right. And I think that would be so much more intuitive to me as opposed to just like the yoga instructor woke up that morning and was like, I think I'm going to hire a new firefly today. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and the so thing funny. is, is like that particular pose after deadlifts might not feel that good. Right. right? Like yeah. I've gone to a class after deadlifting and I'm like, Oh, warrior three does not feel good. So yeah. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go ahead uh, and just find child's pose. Totally. Yeah. And there's a lot of times when I'm in child's pose in these harder yoga classes after working out, I don't have the energy and yeah. I actually don't care that much. Yeah. So I'm like, I just want to stretch. I don't know yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. What, what is it you're doing? Uh, just let me stretch in the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I want. And <laughs> And so Stephanie, after the, so the, for wad recovery yoga, so for the stretches after the class that you're, that, um, CrossFit Marin is incorporating right now, how much time is it taking? Cause I'm thinking like, I don't have an hour to stretch afterwards. So and, these, you mean for the athletes? Yeah. For the athletes. I don't know. Maybe five to seven minutes. Oh, cool. Cause it's, it's essentially each, each, um, stretch we, I suggest, I say five breaths, five to 10, and that's usually anywhere between 30 seconds to a minute if you're breathing slowly. We have one athlete that is, I'm always like, five more breaths, and she's like, your five breaths takes way longer than my five breaths. <laughs> um, so, you know, I usually say, it's usually five to six poses. Some of them have two sides, some of them don't. And so it just depends. Some take, maybe five to 10 minutes, we'll say. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's totally doable. It's doable. Yeah. yeah. It's totally doable. And what's really nice too is, and was, we've been incorporating a lot of the same stretches so that people can understand them. And so I started off with, I think 30 poses and I just worked out of that group and, and things came up frequently so that, so that the athletes understood how to do it properly over time as they did them more. Mm-hmm. And then I incorporated the full 70 so that now I'm picking from a bunch of different things uh, so, so now, um, it's starting to, they're starting to understand, oh, this hits my hip flexor. That feels really good. So maybe they don't need to reference the book when they go home. They're like, oh, my hip flexor's tight. I'm going to do that twisted monkey stretch that I hate, but I also love, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and in the book it says, you know, 
this do this pose after these movements because this is this stretches these muscles that this movement uses. So it you can look at the book and do it on your own if you wanted. Um which has been really helpful for the athletes too, because they can kind of thumb through it and say, "Oh, this looks interesting. We yeah. did or, we did snatches today. Look at this." Or they get home that night and they're like, "Wow, my hamstrings are a lot more uh, tighter now than I thought they were going to yeah. be." And how can I? Yeah, so they were like sitting in the car or something, yeah. right? And yeah, we've all had that happen, right? Where you feel great and then you have to drive somewhere and then you get out of the car and you're like, oh, that Oh, yeah. Hurts. We, Brandon and I, last this past summer, we were doing Smolov, which is like really heavy squats. And then we got on a yeah. plane to Maui. Oh, I got to Maui and I was like, I have rigor mortis. Yeah, yeah you can't move. You can't move. You can't move. No. It's, it's the worst. I was going to go on a I was going on a road trip for to go home for Christmas and I didn't do, I didn't go to a class specifically because I was like, I'm going to be in the car for eight hours. I'm yeah. going to feel like death when I get out. Yeah. yeah. Let's just wait till tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> so I've, I kind of have a dumb question. And this there are is, no dumb questions. Yeah, I was just going to say, for, no dumb questions. This is for Claire and for Stephanie. <laughs> because we're all pretty well-versed in fitness and, and body awareness just, you know, with everything we've done and Claire has her level one as well. And so like watching people and coaching people, do you guys experience or do you, do you see folks who are really, truly, completely unaware of their bodies and oh, what, yeah. and what oh. they would need to stretch? Oh like, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm, this is to me, this makes sense. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, you like, you really need to stretch. And we all of us have fitness backgrounds, so it's kind of a no brainer. But where I'm thinking is, what are some really good, I don't know, cues or things to tell people, even listeners that don't have that awareness or even things that you see that's helpful um, to get people to just be more aware of their, of their I don't know, things that are going to help yeah. them to, so they don't get injured and I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Claire, what do you think? Yeah, 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 I, well, first of all, I think like, to answer the first part of your question about do you see people who don't have any body awareness? I think body awareness and knowing that you need to stretch are different things. Like yeah. like knowing what your body's doing versus knowing what your body needs are different. Like I give people cues yeah. where I'm like, all right, I need you to flatten out your back. And they round their shoulders. Yeah. Or I feel oh, like, right. I, okay, you know, I need you to put your weight in your heels. And so they bend their knees. You know, like oh, these things yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah. I'm – so that I would consider more like body awareness versus like – okay, we just did this versus like knowing what your body needs, which I think is something different. I think that knowing what your body needs is a lot harder rather than like, you know, I could tell like somebody, okay, stick your chest out and they'll be able to stick their chest out. But if later on, you know, they're feeling sore. And I think a lot of people actually, what turns them off from CrossFit is they're like, I was so sore all the time. Oh, and right. and yeah. that to them, they're like, I, I got injured. I was so sore. It's like, there is a dip, big difference between an injury and a soreness. But oh, I yeah. think, like, the big thing that I try to tell people to do, kind of, I guess, a little bit to combat both of those, is, like, go home, look in the mirror, and, like, think about these cues that I gave you, and, you know, like, watch yourself do them. And, like, you know what I'm looking for. You know what it means to have your chest out or have your shoulders shrugged or have right. your shoulders, your shoulder blades back. And think about, like, okay, what does that actually look like? And, like, commit to, you know, like, do that in the mirror to commit to memory. Like, this is what it feels like. And that's, like, really the only time where I wish that we had mirrors in the gym yeah. is when, especially when people are like in the lift and I'm like, listen, your shoulders are rounding and they just can't feel it. Oh yeah. Right. Right. And it's like, yeah. you need to, and you can't 
like, you know, you can video them, but like if they can't correct it in the moment and see like, oh, this is what you're talking about. This is what that feels like. That's yeah. 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 I think, and this is why, why, yeah, I really do appreciate yoga in that way is because it, you can understand based on cues and, you know, yogis, the teachers will come and actually adjust you and say, I want you to scoop your right sit bone back. And then mm-hmm. if you're not doing it, they'll come over and they'll move you Yeah, and be like, that's what I mean. And, like, and, and then I you see, that. Oh, yeah. I see. That's or like so relax your shoulders and, and you still see people who are like really, you know, shoulders are by their ears and then they, you come over and you help them drop their shoulders down. Then they get it. And, yeah, it, and what's can, hard with, you know, at these athletes lifting heavy and stuff, you can't in the middle of a lift be like, I'm going to help you get into the right position. Exactly. Right. It's just and not very safe. I feel like it's like if you're more in the moment, like in yoga slash stretching, you're holding it for longer maybe anyway. And also I feel like in a lot of a lot of situations, not every single one, but in a lot of scenarios, the stakes are not as high. So like if they have their shoulders shrugged when you want them to oh, be relaxed, right. it's not like it's there. It's during a load-bearing totally. move. Yeah. Right, right. Which so you, is why it's it's good to practice it then. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I, I do see, I do see some really interesting things in the gym <laughs> where, you know, it, it's almost because because of my dance background, I can watch somebody do something and, and mimic it pretty closely. Mm-hmm. It might take me some practice, especially with say like the snatch. It took me, it took me like four months to even understand the concept of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I was watching people. I just still didn't even understand. And then then it happened one day where it just clicked. And now, okay, I can watch somebody and I I understand. But that like that's a particularly crazy hard move. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching people do things it's really interesting. There's a lot of people that and I don't know if it's body awareness or lack of coordination. Yeah. Right? Because you could tell somebody, like my dad, my dad has great body awareness in terms of, like, he'll go to yoga. He's a, he's a cyclist. He cycles, like, 250 miles a week. So he's really active. Mm-hmm. Um, he has great body awareness. He knows, like, he needs to do this on the, the bike, and his legs are strong, but his right leg, you know, he's, he understands the mechanics and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you you take him to a dance class, and he's so uncoordinated. Right. He just, he's just so and, – and you watch him, and you love him. He's a little bit like Elaine on Seinfeld. Not that bad, <laughs> but, like, just a little. Like, you know, so his – he's just not very coordinated. So then that plays into, like, technical lifts when I've taken him to CrossFit classes. Yeah. That's played into it more than body awareness because somebody will come over and say, Hey, do it this way. And then he can do it. He's just not very coordinated to start. Right. And I see that a lot. <laughs> I guess I, yeah. I, a lot of times like, uh, equate the two a little bit. Like if I try to tell somebody, <clears throat> you know, move this, push that, flatten this, tighten that. And yeah. they don't know what I'm talking about that I consider like a, a little bit of the same thing. Of, yeah. I don't know. I kind of, I guess, when I, in my mind, coordination and body awareness are like very intrinsically linked. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and also just in like, yeah. I think more so in a lifting world than in a, a, a dancing world. Cause like you definitely right. can have people who 
can lift a barbell and cannot dance. Oh, right. <laughs> For example, last night, we were, <laughs> there was a, a little dance, like a, one of the members at our gym had a birthday party last night. And so it was just like all our gym members on the dance floor. And oh man. Interesting. Oh. Just, that's funny. <laughs> there were some just, awesome. I was like, I know you can move, but apparently not without a barbell. <laughs> but it's also, it might be um, uh, rhythm. Yeah, some people oh, have oh, no, no rhythm. None. Well, you know it's funny because <laughs> when you're saying that, and it sounds so stupid, Stephanie, but like I, I was a dancer too, and I yeah. love to do, and I'm really good at like clean and jerks and anything yeah. where you have to do like a double dip or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? Where you're like yeah. have a push press whatever because right. I feel like the rhythm. Like there's a there's, rhythm. There's right. a rhythm. That I, they come, yeah, they come so yeah. easy to me. Whereas like if there are for people who don't have that. Ex- like especially the jerk, like the dip, yeah. the dip drive, the dip drive, dip, drive yeah. dip. The dip drive dip is like people, yeah. I've it's seen like people get just, yeah, yeah, and you're like, what is so hard like, about this? <laughs> I know, and I'm like, it's just like a dance move. Yeah. I feel like the dip, right. dip. yeah, yeah, then and stuff. Right, there's <laughs> right, exactly, and there, there's definitely like, like one can't come before the other. Right, like you have to to put your right foot before your left. Right, like you have there's yeah. this progression and. Some people, the rhythm of it, and I, I think that's where I see more faults is thing lifts that have rhythm. Totally, which is all of them, unfortunately, you know? except for yeah. the strict press, <laughs> and so, or like a deadlift. You know, right. like yeah. even things that, that are like, like I think like anytime you have a lift where like something needs to move before something else, <laughs> oh, before something else, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. Yes. Like shoe, pants, then shoes. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Right, exactly. Shoulders, then hips. Right. <laughs> so, Stephanie, what are the yeah. things that people are mostly coming to you in terms of injuries and saying, hey, you know, they didn't maybe do a lot of mobility before and now they're injured? And what? how is that playing into their recovery? Yeah. And what, so, what are the main sh- complaints, too? I mean, what we always hear, shoulders. Shoulders are a big one. And I think shoulders... Are, it's more about your everyday lifestyle rather than your fitness lifestyle because we are so, we, you know, our everyday for most people, and I mean, I include myself in that because though I work out a lot and I, I teach, you know, I, I do a lot of work on the computer. And so we don't have a lot of um, um, time or we don't have a lot of reasons to put our arms all the way overhead, mm-hmm. completely open up the shoulder, like the armpit area. Um, or, or, you know, sitting in a chair, you know, we a lot of times we slouch. So the front of our chest gets really tight. Um, and so shoulders tend to be an area of complaint, even for yogis, even people in my regular yoga classes, I always ask for requests nine times out of 10, I get shoulders and I, I can see when I watch somebody do even like a crescent lunge with their arms up overhead, I can see the fault. I can see the problem. A lot of it has to do with their their work lifestyle. So when you start adding these complex movements, kipping pull-ups, for example, when you're asked, asking your body to fully open up that joint and you're not able to do it, but yet your momentum is getting you there, then, then there's lots of problems that can come up. And so, yes, shoulders are a big one and hips, right? We, we hear that a lot too. Oh, yeah. Um, the squat, right? The squat. And that there's a lot of different reasons for that. Um, I have a, I have an older gentleman that comes to, um, the yoga and does go, goes to lots of classes. His name's Joe. He's, he's one of those older guys that, you know, he works hard. 
he's 62, 63. And this is a perfect example of how CrossFit has helped, you know, he is just so strong now and it's amazing. But he asked me like, okay, I can't get all the way to the bottom of squat and lift my arms overhead for my overhead. And it's just his back is not as strong as it could be, right? Like his core and his back are not supporting his torso to sit upright. Yeah. He's in the squat, but that's his, that's his issue. Mm-hmm. Now, Sandy, Sandy's a great example of Hi, somebody Sandy. who's really strong. Hi, Sandy. Um, <laughs> but, you know, she has a hard time getting into the bottom of the squat, and we figured out it's her adductors. So there's stuff that we need to work on there, stretching, rolling, mobilizing, because she can do she can do double pigeon for days. She can just sit there and just hang out like lotus, oh. no problem. So huh. external rotation for her, super easy. But getting into the squat position, knees wide, really hard. Mm-hmm. So huh. I'm finding people are coming to me with different things, but shoulders and hips are the two main ones uh, that I that I get the most. Um, and then me personally, my ankles. 16 years of ballet, I have the worst ankle mobility. Hmm. Oh, like, you're kidding. You would oh, think, it's the worst. But you, no, because you're, I mean, you're pointing your toe. Yeah. And you're on, I was on point shoes for, I don't know, five years, six oh, years. Oh, so they're super tight. Yeah, so they're super yeah. tight. And I, when I went to the mobility seminar, they were like, you are so flexible, except for your ankles. Because, <laughs> 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 ah, you know, I can do couch stretch with my front let, my front foot on a chair. Wow. Yeah. Like, really? I can go full. Oh, yeah. Oh, my full, God. Yeah. It, we, I was, like, it took both was, of us, like, a second to comprehend. I know, I know. And I was waiting. Like, yeah. Huh? yeah. Yeah. So what? I can get my hips all the way back to that, um, the ankle on the wall. Yeah. And then that front front foot can be on a chair. So I, oh my like, God. mobility, great. Ankles suck. And so that's my, that's that, for me, that's a thing. I got to work on that because that, that comes into play any overhead yep. movement yeah. that's yeah. a full squat, like yeah. snatches, I don't, right now I'm not going all the way underneath the bar because I need to work on that particular joint, which is really annoying. Do you guys have any like random things like that that oh, you've, yeah. oh, like, yeah. po- that have popped up over the years and you're like, oh, that's because of this? <laughs> um, a little bit. I'm, uh, mine is mostly because I ran so much. I have the tightest... Oh. I have the tightest hips in the world. So, and I've actually oh, been to God. some yoga classes where the instructor's like, you have the tightest hips in Colorado. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. in Colorado? <laughs> wow, that's a bold <laughs> statement. Bold. I feel like bold. that print went, wow, that was really bold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can, pigeon makes yeah. me sweat just thinking about it. Really? Yeah. Do you so, need, can you get into pigeon or do you need like a bolster and like can, a blanket? I can get into pigeon, but when it comes to like people like, you know, putting your arms on the ground or when they're like laying lay oh, on right. the ground and like lay into it, that makes yeah, me yeah. cry. <laughs> oh, okay. So I can, I can <laughs> at best, like on good days, get on my elbows. Okay. But I can't like lay my head on the ground next right. to my foot. Like that's yeah. impossible for me. Yeah. I have pretty okay. flexible hips. I have fairly flexible ankles. I guess like my thing <clears throat> is, um, I'm trying to think what my thing would be. You have really weird elbows. I have I have hyper I have hypermobile elbows. That is an interesting one. Like really it's awkward. I have I haven't heard I haven't had that one come to me yet. Really? Like, oh, my elbows are really mobile. What do I do? Yeah, I have hypermobile um, elbows. So like if I try to hold my arms, if I lock my arms out, my yeah. hands are pointing away from my body at like probably about a 
Yeah, she's what, posted like a, a couple. Fifteen degree angle, yeah, maybe. It's oh, really God. bizarre. She's posted a couple <laughs> pictures on her Instagram. Yeah, so like you, if I so have funny. weight overhead, it can be a little bit nerve wracking. Yeah. Or and when I'm in handstand pushups, and I don't feel it. Like that's how my body's always right. been. So right. to me, like right. that's just what it feels like to be locked out. But I'm yeah. like everyone around me is just waiting one day for like my right. elbow to just like pop off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of our, one of the athletes, um, Amanda Norton. She's a she was a regionals athlete last year. Mm-hmm. Her elbows do the same thing. It's kind of gross to watch. Yeah, uh-huh. she'll People like, like oh. she'll do something. Oh yeah, handstand push-ups, and yeah. she's got her arms out, and she's fully extended, and you're like, oh, don't break your elbows, please. Yeah. You know, yeah. or like, you know, a heavy jerk. Yep. And you just look at it, and it looks weird. But she does, like you, she's totally normal, right? right? Like that's just how her body works. Yeah. 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 And I don't know. I feel like that. I don't know if there's anything. Have you ever had anybody tell you that you need to fix that? Yeah, I've had some people say that, like, I should really try to strengthen my biceps so that it kind of holds them in a little bit more. Uh I have not had any luck with that. To be fair, I don't spend a ton of time training yeah. biceps per se. Right. I'm right. The think... vanity muscles, yeah, biceps, exactly. biceps, <laughs> I'm trying to think what, like, so I have, I don't know, like, what you would say that the mobility problem would be, but when I'm in an overhead position, I have a hard time not rounding my, not hyper extending, I guess, my lower back. Like, my, I have, like, I have crazy butt weight. Yeah. Oh, got it. So, yeah, so, like, my butt kind of, you know, like, my tailbone kind of curls under, and then that then, like, extends my, like, I have to then, like, art, like, push my belly button out to, like, compensate for that. I don't really know. But is that in response to shoulders? I see, I don't think so, because I have really, like, because of my hypermobile elbows, I have, like, really good... Shoulder mobility? Or just overhead mobility. I mean, it's not even really shoulder mobility, because it's elbow mobility for you yeah for me. but like yeah. I, can, I mean I can hold I can do a PVC pass through with my with like my hands shoulder width apart yeah oh that's so gross <laughs> I'm picturing really... it in my head and that would that would make me dislocate my shoulders yeah, and I you know that would that would that's a lot <laughs> wow I would love a video of that if you could post that like doing that I would love that <laughs> And I'm like trying to do it now. I'm like, I got to open up. Right. But yeah, so I don't know if it's like, I, yeah, I think it's also a core strength thing a lot yeah, for me. That, because if you can get into the correct position yeah. with a PVC pipe, right. then it might just be like the, just being able to brace the spine in a way that the, then you don't get that butt weight. Right. The, the load bearing. Yeah. And I've yeah. also read like some conflicting things about butt wing. I don't know if you have a particular opinion about butt wing. But I read yeah. some things like the first time because the literally my first elements class, TJ singled me out and was like, "This is what oh, yeah. week looks like." And same for me. Oh, and, right. and for let's explain it to the listeners really quick what it is for people who may not understand what yeah. butt wink is. So, butt wink is when you go down to a squat and your butt sort of like winks under, which yeah. means your like pelvis kind of like you, tilts under. Yeah, if you imagine like if your tailbone is typically at like like pointing at like seven o'clock. Yeah. Because of the curvature of your spine, as you come down into your squat, your tailbone goes down to point to like six o'clock. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so the first time it was, I happened, and for a while it was explained to me that this was due to my super tight hamstrings. Yeah. They were oh. pulling on my pelvis and bringing it under, and so I just always considered that that's what it was. But I know people who are very flexible who still have butt wink, and so yeah. I read an article that said it actually like that 
might contribute, but at the end of the day, it's about your, like the literal alignment of your pelvis. Yeah. And I like, think, yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's less like uh, there's a girl, um, who is like hypermobile in, in, in her entire body is hypermobile. She's really strong, but she does the butt wink mm-hmm. and she does like that double bounce at the bottom. Yeah. Um, that drives me nuts. Yeah. And so for her, it's not a hamstring issue cause she's super flexible and, and mobile. Um, but I think it, like she has, when you watch her, when you look at her walk, yeah. she has a, a little bit of an extra curve in the lumbar spine. Hmm. Um, so it, her, her pelvis tilts, it looks like it tilts down a little bit. Sure. And so if you were to get her into that squat at the bottom, her body just wants to be there. It, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure, you know, we all, I think we all do it at some point. Like I know that if I'm not paying attention that I'll do it sometimes. Yeah. You kind of um, stand like with your hips out or like your butt yeah. kind of cocked out a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I think, I think the hamstring thing can play a role in a static, like getting you into the, the squat in general. Yeah, for sure. Right. But, but the butt wink, yeah, I don't I'm think not, that that's not a, convinced. I'm not, yeah, I'm not convinced that that's a hamstring thing. It's, it's like, can you keep the, can you use the muscles in the torso and the core and the back to keep the spine in that neutral position as you go all the way down? Mm-hmm. If you lose that integrity, then we've all felt that butt wink a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we can see it. Right. So yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm, I think I'm with you. I'm not sure I'm convinced, Yeah. but Joy, do you have any opinion on Joy that? Joy does butt wink. I do butt wink. You do? You do? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought you didn't butt wink. I do butt wink. And now you know. I don't know. Yeah. I I have no thoughts about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you because I have no idea either. Yeah. Um. But Coach Mateo, one of our coaches, <clears throat> and this is gonna be really hard. I'm not gonna get into it because it's kind of hard to explain on a podcast. But he taught us how to do like like keeping your back. You like, talked about this last I? time or two times. I ago. feel like it really helped, and it was more or less like. And I can't remember what he got it from a website, like some yeah. CrossFit trainer or what have you. But it's more or less like keeping your he called it like the twerk where you push your butt out, and he's like, oh. pretend like he's like pretend like you're twerking, and then so you like you keep that curve in your spine as you're doing the squats, and I think we're doing a back squat, and he's like as long as you can keep that, and he made us like sit in a squat for you know just without weights or anything for a while for like a minute just to like practice that feeling of going of even just going up and down. Um, with that curve in your with spine. With your butt stuck out? Yes. And that's supposed to help? That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, is that, but is that a thing? Like, no, because typically you don't want to stick your butt out because it loads your lower back. Yeah. So, so that's the thing where I was like, is that a thing? Because I felt like that was something that was, that oh, yeah, you talked about something else. You talked about like a deadlift thing he had mm, you do. No, that was, but this was, yeah. so this is recently. Because yeah, typically like you don't want people to have like their, that twerk. You don't. You don't want like that. Right. Like, but like start. Expanded chest on your way down because it will load your... And that's where I'm confused because huh. he said to yeah. do it. And so I'm like... And it kind of helped me in my head of like keeping... And part of it, I wonder if it's like sometimes if you overdo it, it's going to yeah. put you in the right yeah. position. I was about to say, right. I could see cueing that if you have somebody whose shoulders are rolled forward. Because for the most part, people... I mean, from what I witnessed, most people are rounding their back, rounding their shoulders. So right. maybe it's something to like yeah, overdo it. So then they're... for that. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. Well, but that's the, like, I was thinking, I was thinking of movement and rounding your shoulders has a, like neurologically, I, I feel when I'm actually doing it, like I feel 
that my tailbone then drops. Then the lumbar curve goes right. from natural to a little bit tucked under. Mm. And so if you are doing a front squat and you're starting to round your shoulders forward, well, then that butt wink might be a little bit more natural because that's just, you know, if you're standing upright and you round your shoulders, well, mm-hmm. you can kind of feel your tailbone come under a little bit. Right. Um, so it could be a product of... Like a slouch. Yeah, like what's happening with the shoulders. Because mm-hmm. um, then you, well, because part, part of it is you start to lose the integrity of the spine yeah. in the, the upper spine and then shoulders round and then, oh, there goes the butt. Totally. Um, there yeah, goes the butt. There, there goes, goes the, the butt. butt. There it goes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a question awesome. about something I noticed right away when I was doing when I started doing CrossFit was how painful the front rack position is oh, for yeah. me. And I I know a lot of other people I've heard have complained yeah. about that as well. Or even yeah. just um, when we're trying to do front rack position, I can't get my elbows up very high, and then yeah. also it hurts my hands. I feel like it's pulling, like my fingers are just like ripping my my forearm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're sitting yeah. at that front rack. So yeah. um, that's something that I think is pretty specific to CrossFit. Yes, it is. And what, it's very specific. what's a tip for that one? Well, so, you know, I when I think about the front rack, there's a few things that can come into play. And, and I do some mobility assessments with some of the athletes. And front rack is one of them. Like, can you actually get there? And, you know, lats, triceps, just being able to get your elbows up first and foremost, like forget the hands, forget anything that the forearm is doing. Like part of, you know, that whole idea of sitting at your desk with the arms kind of down, you know, we don't really get that. We don't get that movement where we're bringing our elbows up. Um, and we just don't do it. And so is it that, you know, some people, it could be triceps and, and lats. Okay. So then the next part is wrists and forearms. Um, we don't do a lot of things in our everyday with um, flexion and extension of our wrists and our fingers. And so when you start to load something, especially in that front rack, um, it can hurt. And so forearms um, rolling out and stretching, there's a, a few things that I have in the book, like the, uh, I call them um, hostas because they're hands, it's hands and feet, hostas and potas. <laughs> like how you can stretch out the, the, the forearms and the wrists so that you can get yourself into that position. Um, but it's the same as like when I first started doing more handstands, oh my God, my wrist hurts so bad. Yeah, we it's hear a lot my of that wrists, from people too. Yeah, my wrists weren't. Um, well, one, my core and my, um, the other part of my body other than the wrist wasn't strong enough to fully support a handstand. And so the brunt of the load was in this tiny little joint. And then eventually over time, my wrist become a little more used to, became a little more used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is part of the front rack issue as well is we're just, our wrists aren't used to it, Yeah, you know? And so you know, strengthening the wrists and the forearms and stretching them out and making sure you can get there is step one. Um, I mean, I have, you know, there's athletes that we see that like, you know, they cross their arms because they can't get there. Right. They do like um, the I dream of genie front. Squat. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We have one, we have one guy who he has one shoulder, um, that's forever, um, damaged. Like he can't get, he's one of those people that just can't ever fix it. So we modify a lot of stuff. And he has on his front rack, one hand can go on the bar and then another hand, he has to wrap a towel around the bar 
Huh, to like have and it out in front of him? Yeah, and hold onto the bar so that the, the elbow or the, the shoulder that's um that's immobile can um can still be in that front rack position, but he can support the bar with something else and still have his hands like in line with the elbow instead of you right. know under the bar. And so it feels like you know, he pull the there. bar off your body. Well it's more I mean he I mean he's also loading like a hundred kilos. <laughs> so kind of crazy. Like yeah it's kinda it's kinda crazy. Um <laughs> it's totally crazy. But I think the front rack we're just not used to it. We're just not used to totally. loading our wrists in that way, especially yeah, totally with no all the other, typing. There's, there's no, no other thing like, we do. Thing you do where your elbows totally. are like that. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, unless you're doing a lot of handstands to you know, a lot of stuff on your hands. Right. Um, unless you've been crawling around on your yeah. hands and knees for the last 25 years. Exactly. Then it, then for most people, front rack is going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And it'll be uncomfortable for the people that aren't as mobile. Um, if you're mobile, like I can... I can only, I can get into the front rack and have like my first fingers just on the bar, like mm-hmm. or like one finger on the bar, um, or I can I can get in the front rack and hold the the bar in a full grip, right? Um, and your so, elbows are and just elbows are just up. So yeah. for me, mobility has made it so that I don't have to. Um, I haven't had to worry about the front rack, but it's that's one of that's a very specific issue to CrossFit. Yeah, totally <laughs> that I've seen. Which is interesting. Um, any yeah. other? I can't. I'm trying to think of other like very CrossFit specific. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really one of the few. That's, yeah, because yeah. like since there's such a uh, emphasis on functional movements. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. fa- false grip. That's, oh God, false grip. That's another is one. So awful. <laughs> so awful. That's another one where um, that is super hard for people. Yeah. Oh, I hate. False and it grip. makes sense. Yeah. 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 I hate it. it's. I mean, I can get into it. Can you hang from false grip? For like a second. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, ow, 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 And then it melts. Yeah. yeah. The other day I had to do like false grip swings because one of the goals for this year, it's a very, it's a very far off goal, but is a muscle up. <laughs> uh-huh. But, you know, let's just be honest, very far off. So one of the, one of the um, beast mode um, things for the day was to do 10 minutes of kind of like false grip swings on rings. Uh-huh. Um, oh, my gosh. Not full 10, I mean, like, not the whole 10 minutes, right. but just spend 10 minutes working on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like, get in there, and I'm hanging, and I'm like, oh, my God, this and I'm swinging. Right. I'm like, this sucks. This sucks. This can't be right. And one of the coaches, also a gymnastics coach, is like, no, that's about right. Yeah. So you're doing it right. It reminds so, like, me. Oh, yes. Yeah. It reminds me of the first time that I ever went crack climbing, and, and oh, I, like, yeah. jammed my hand in there. I jammed my foot oh. in there. And I waited it, and I was like, oh, my God, this hurts so bad. Oh, so my, bad. My husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, was like, yeah, good. That's a good jam. And I was like, I'm yeah. okay. <laughs> that I, I, had a, I had a boyfriend a long time ago who was like, let's go crack climbing. Oh and, yeah. and I was like, you want me to stick my whole elbow in there? Yeah, I was I, like, put the elbow in there and then lock it off. Yeah, it's like, like my like elbow joint. It's yeah. so painful. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So that's like, how yeah, false grip makes me feel where they're like, is yeah. it uncomfortable? Good. That's Then it's working. Then you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. But you can get – but a lot of – I got to see a lot of athletes that can't even – can't even wait it or can't get into it. Um, I I started doing my ring. I mean, anytime I do ring rows, I started doing a false grip and that, but it's just like so awkward. And I can't fully like extend. Yeah. I'm trying to like do it now. (laughs) I feel like I like a T-Rex. Anyway. It would just be easier to learn a muscle up without the false grip. And I know that's like a, um, a front uprise is what they call it. I was like, can you just teach me that? So I don't have to do a false grip. (laughs) And they're like, 
I hear you, but no, you got to learn it. But you uh, got to do it all. <laughs> yes. You got to be able to get there. That's funny. Well, Stephanie, yeah. we're yeah. almost out of time. Is there anything else, lastly, that you would like to add? Advice, um, tips? I mean, you know, recovery is just as important as the workouts, you know, and. Really. You know, you know, we, we, I don't know about you, but I protein drinks right after protein recovery. Like we all do these things that we know we should, but then there's some things we know we need to do, but we don't. Stretching totally. is one of them, mobilizing. So it's just what I, what I am trying to do with all of this yoga stuff is provide athletes with a way to recover that's simple, that's easy, that's quick, mm-hmm. that they can do on their own, uh, not a lot of thinking and... And then, you know, then they can get back into the gym quicker. Um, And yoga shouldn't be scary. That's the other thing. People are always like, who've never done yoga. Oh, but is it like, I don't know, it's for girls. Or yoga, it's like so hard. I'm not flexible. It's so funny because people say that about CrossFit. I know. It's so hard. I I can't do CrossFit. I go back and forth between feeling like, I do CrossFit and that's hard enough versus like if I can do CrossFit and my, why am I being such a weenie about yoga? Yeah. But it's, but yoga is different than any, it's really different than mm-hmm. CrossFit and it's really different than any kind of sport like boxing or, yeah. or anything. It, you know, it's a lot of body weight movement, but it's also, you get in your head a lot. Yeah. You know, and so there, there's that that people have a hard time with um, and it's slower which is sometimes um, difficult. Like we like fast-paced things. Right. So, um, yeah, the yoga, I know that yoga is not for everybody. Like definitely people, you know, don't find yoga helpful. But But mobility is for everybody. It is for everybody. everybody. And (laughs) yoga in its really basic like asana, the postures, form Mm -hmm. is really helpful yeah so that's what i'm just do you do some yoga do some stretching just do it yeah just do your stretches and mobilize yeah (laughs) so where can our listeners find your ebook yeah so your awesome uh, poses yeah so it's going to be coming out in the next couple weeks on amazon it'll be a kindle version and it's gonna have it's 70 um, Wad Recovery Yoga. Okay, that's um, the name of the book. Great. Yeah, and you can go to wadrecoveryyoga.com, um, which will take you to my website, and then it'll have information on on that. And on Facebook and Instagram, I post, you know, I post my workouts, but then I also post like, okay, just did this workout. Uh, this is the pose I'm going to use, or I'm going to stretch out, or I feel really tired and um, sore today. I'm going to do this sequence. Uh, so so that it can be kind of helpful and useful and um, hopefully inspiring. People are like, oh, she worked out and she stretched. Maybe I should stretch too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right? Um, and, and the book will be, the book that's going to be on Amazon will be for kind of any athlete. Um, and it'll be organized um, by parts of the body so that if you are, you know, my shoulders are really tight, you can go to a specific section and just do those things. And then there'll be a a section that has movements. Mm -hmm. So deadlifts, um, things that come up a lot in the classes we go to and the workouts, box jumps, um, muscle ups, ring dips, those things, and little sequences, little five to eight pose sequences that you can use to recover from those particular movements so that you can use the book, um, every day. And it's really easy to use and, and it kind of takes the guesswork out of it. 
Um, and then the, the affiliate uh, book that goes with the programming is, is got the same stuff. It's just um, set up a little differently. Um, but it's all, it's all the information is there and hopefully people will find it helpful. Cool. Perfect. <laughs> and useful. Yeah. Well, it's been so fun talking to you yeah. about this and it's yeah. super, super helpful. So hopefully everyone will be, by the yes. next time we talk to you, I'm totally going to yeah. be in pigeon. Like all of yes. my face is going to touch the ground. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, and, and you're going to have to post that because that's awesome. That'll be awesome. And, and you'll, I have had people, I have converted people from hating pigeon to loving pigeon love where they're pigeon. like. I want to be in this pose for five right minutes. Now for the rest of this interview. Yeah, there in you go. Jeans. Right. In Ow. your skinny jeans? I don't even I'm gonna, know how you're doing I'm that I'm going to tear now. something. Your crotch <laughs> is just going like, to Yeah, the crotch Skinny jeans are good. not the same as yoga wow. pants. <laughs> These have got to be like 85% spandex. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. Stephanie, well, nice. thank you again. It's yes, been a pleasure. thanks for having me. This was yep. great. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.